Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an All-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. There it is. Uncle Brent with the moment that started the conversation of bad beats. Ohio State and Northwestern were at it last night, sort of. The Wildcats only lost by 49 points, but they returned to the scene of the crime from six years ago. The ultimate bad beat. No time on the clock. Joey Bosa falls on the football, and the Buckeyes cover the touchdown spread. But as far as last night goes, Northwestern, first half team total, under Three and a half caches. That's how horrendous Pat Fitzgerald's offense is. Sorry, but uh, these are the facts, people. We all know it. My betting angles for Bears Saints are posted on 670thescore.com with Alvin Kamara out. That line is all the way up to Bears minus four. It hit Bears minus four last Sunday evening, but then uh, some sharp groups came in took that, and it was sitting at three throughout the week, but all this New Orleans injury news is pushing it back up to four. We will hear from a Caesars odds maker on this game and how their Hammond, Indiana property is doing. But first, we bring in our guest, his name, James Alberino, SpreadInvestor.com. You can follow him on Twitter by his handle, at SpreadInvestor. And James, before we start going to this NFL Week 7 slate, and breaking down some of our best bets, I don't know how you ignore what happened on Monday night. And it wasn't just Monday. We've seen this go on throughout the season as if these NFL lines aren't the sharpest in the world. Now, in some ways, we have to consider the referees and how they're going to call or not make calls. And then how coaches are going to use their challenges or just keep them in their pocket because they know some refs aren't going to overturn things anyways. Yeah, the whole point after what happened, the debacle with the Saints-Rams game last year, the NFL has seven months to get this right, something that should have been done right even before the Saints game. And the solution that they come up with is still not working because it's not a legitimate solution, and they don't have enough checks and balances with these reviews and with these replays, and it's a messy situation. Now, 
it didn't necessarily impact the plus three and a half for the Lions. And, uh, you know, they still covered and the Lions took home the ticket, but money line betters were affected. And not just this game alone, but this is going to be a consistent problem across the NFL and the landscape of betting if it doesn't get better. Because we're only six weeks into the NFL season, right after the worst call in the history of the NFL on one of the biggest stages of the NFL just happened in January. And six weeks after that in the NFL scheduling season, this is what happens. It's it's just becoming a really, really big mess, Joe. And, James, outside of the gambling aspects, I know we're focused on that, but uh, here in Chicago, it could change the course of the NFC North right now. Because 100%. if the Lions win that game, they're sitting in first place, but instead they're 2-2-1 two, two and one, and they're in last place. But what a lot of Bears fans have learned that haven't watched a ton of Lions games yet because they haven't faced the Bears yet is uh, this is going to be a real opponent that they're going to have to deal with two times before the season wraps. Oh, this is the, the best division in football. Top to bottom, all four teams can compete. All four teams can be playoff teams. And division games are worth two games. And you just cost the Lions a win. Gift wrap the Packers another win. Packers did not deserve to win that game in any way, shape, or form. And yeah, you know, it, it just sucks for the league. These players, they, these coaches, they train the entire year, man. They wait. Football season only rolls around once a year, man. And to cost the team, even if the Lions end up coming back from this, to make them have to now tread water just to get you know above ground, it, it's just not fair. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. And I know some people are thinking, well, they had all those field goals. They should have turned those into touchdowns. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, it, do- it doesn't mean they – yeah, absolutely. It doesn't mean they deserve to lose that game. Uh, James, let's go back and forth on some of our favorite plays of the week. I'll start things off and uh, share your thoughts when I'm done because it involves your Giants. The Cardinals visiting the G-Men, and the Giants are favored by three, a total of 50 and a half. This thing opened up at 50. This is going to be a fun one at noon, so uh, Bears fans can watch as they're waiting for Bears Saints to start. Kyler Murray off back-to-back wins up against Danny Dimes with a little extra rest after a couple games in which he struggled, which was certainly expected. Neither team here has a good defense at all. Both are 28th in the league in yards per play. Arizona has given up 27 or more points three times. The Giants have given up at least 28 points in five of their six games. The only one that they didn't was when Case Keenum was injured against Washington. I like the over 50 and a half. This thing should be a shootout. I like the Giants in this spot. The Giants' pass rush versus the Patriots on that Thursday game was so much better than anything they put together in the beginning of the season. And what you got to speculate here is maybe now with Daniel Jones behind center and a little bit more belief that the Giants team can actually compete with guys getting healthy, Saquon, Ingram now, and Shepard coming back. Maybe this is a time where the Giants are coming together a little bit defensively. And you play like that versus Tom Brady, you strip sack him for a, a, a fumble return touchdown. You just missed another strip sack fumble on him. You know, it was a really competitive game and closer than the score indicated. I think they come in off extra prep, and it's not a good offensive line with Arizona. So I think that the Giants could get to him of all games. Not a good spot for Arizona. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. They were in a 1 p.m. Eastern two weeks ago. Had to fly back to Arizona, come back East Coast now. I think that Daniel Jones will be able to do what he wants on the defense. And yeah, if I was playing the total two, I would go over because I think Kyler Murray's going to have to chase Daniel Jones. And uh, you're giving me the better coach and 
frankly, what I think is the better team. Uh, I like the Giants here. Is it one of your best bets? I wrote the Giants yes. down as one of my lanes. Okay, I'm considering using them in contests as one of my five favorite plays. But, okay, you've got the Giants minus three as one of your best bets. Uh, why don't you give me another one? Uh, my best bet of the week is the Eagles. Money line plus 130. I locked it in. And it has a lot to do with that I think a lot of the Cowboys players want to run Jason Garrett out. <laughs> They're making it very clear and obvious with their body language and their actions and going down 20-6 to six versus the Jets at halftime. Look, Sam Darnold's good. He's not 338 yards back his first game back from Mono versus the Cowboys good. And the Cowboys defense is a lot better than letting any quarterback throw for 338 yards on them. The Cowboys showed very little fight versus the Jets. They showed no fight versus the Packers. There are problems there. I don't see what gets better. Amari Cooper's likely not playing. Randall Cobb is hurt. Tyron Smith is hurt. Lyle Collins is hurt. The Eagles are likely getting back Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills to help cover up their main weakness in the secondary. Doug P basically guaranteed a win. Eagles, they're at least still fighting. The Cowboys are not. I think it's a good matchup for the Eagles. Don't even take the points. Take a money line. Yeah, I like that. NFC East matchup Sunday night, and spot-wise, it's right before the Cowboys go on the bye, and you're saying that they want Garrett out of there, and, and they should. I don't even know why he's a, still the head coach. He's not really running things anyways. But through six weeks, if there's a team you could point to and say that we've learned a lot about, uh, it's certainly the Cowboys. People are up in arms saying they're one of the Super Bowl favorites after beating the Giants, Redskins, and Dolphins. And then that Giants game was an Eli Manning game, not a Daniel Jones game. And now they've lost three in a row, including last week at the Jets. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, uh, Sam Darnold off the mono, just the difference that you see from Falk up to Darnold. I think this is a great spot for Philly as well. And I'm also going to look at Texans at the Colts. You have Indianapolis favored by one, a total of 47 Houston really turning it on lately, and the offensive line not allowing any sacks. Last two games, they haven't given up any sacks, and the Texans have scored 84 points in these games. Now it's a tough spot. The second of back-to-back road games and possibly a letdown after the big Kansas City win last week. It's always scary to go up against Watson, but I think that's what I'm going to do, James. Uh, Indianapolis, well-coached team, coming off the bye. I like to bet on those teams. Last year off the bye, they won a 7 of 8. Darius Leonard is back, not even on the injury report. We're still waiting on Malik Hooker. Both teams are, are probably thinking, hey, this is our real shot now. Mahomes missing at least three games, but I like the Colts favored by one. Yeah, I think this is a Colts spot. And, you know, back up for a second on Houston's offensive line, for as good of a game as they play versus Kansas City, and I bet them, so I've, I've been high on the Texans, but you know they, their offensive line is still far from perfect. They gave up no sacks, but they played Kansas City's pass rush, who's terrible, and Atlanta's pass rush is non-existent. This is a much different defense. You know, Indianapolis bullied Kansas City last two weeks ago now, and I think it's a different game, a better matchup for Indianapolis. I do think it's a close game, though, which is why I probably won't bet it. And you, Deshaun Watson has a way of defying analytics and just staying in games, very competitive in games. But, yeah, I agree. This is a cult spot or you pass because Houston also has a big injury, Ronald Darby in the back. That helps the Colts' offense. The Colts are better in the trenches. The Colts have extra prep coming into this game. The Colts had the num- their number last year. They, they blew them out in that playoff game, granted with Andrew Luck, but, 
Jacob Brissett's still making this a competitive football team. So uh, if I'm betting this game, yeah, I'm with you, Joe. All right, very good. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski on Sports Radio 670. The score, our guest this week, the Spread Investor. Spreadinvestor.com is named James Albarino. And, James, I want to throw this game at you. I'm not going to give it as a pick, but the line has moved so much. Maybe it's going to end up being a contest play for me, but just want to get your thoughts. You have the Raiders at the Packers, Green Bay coming off that gift of a victory on Monday night, and, hey, they took advantage of it. But this line just keeps on dipping. It opened at Green Bay minus 7.5, and and I'm seeing it all the way down to 4.5. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I don't think Green Bay – his offense can be trusted right now to lay a lot of points. They were barely moving the ball except for the run game on Monday night. They don't have a good passing offense without Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is out. And Oakland is better than what people think. People are hesitant to bet on Oakland because Mm -hmm. of a lot of different reasons. But Oakland's been competitive. And for them to go to London and win that game versus Chicago, even after Chicago made that comeback and looked like the Bears were going to just take that game and do what they were supposed to do. Oakland showed fight. They got a good running game. Uh, Granted, the Packers' defense is very good, but the Packers aren't fully healthy. Clearly, the Packers are not well coached. Joe, I can't count how many times. (laughs) Monday night, I'm texting with a friend of mine who bets every single game with me, and we both had money on the Lions, and I texted him, Matt LaFleur will not call a good play call on this. Boom, what do you know? Terrible play call, Packers get off the field. Another text. The Packers will run something short of the sticks here. Boom, short of the sticks. Now it's uh, a third and six, and they don't complete it. And it's like, he's just not good. I don't believe in Matt LaFleur. I don't think he's that much of an upgrade of McCarthy. I don't know if I'll bet the Raiders, because I think they're coming off such a high, beating the Bears in London, and they had a week off. So I don't know. There's the risk of, did the Raiders party too much in their week off? Sure. Uh, but I am not betting the Packers, and I would argue with anyone who does. Yeah, and I'm with you there. If you bet anything, you bet on Oakland or you walk away. Maybe this climbs a little bit as we get closer to Sunday and some of that public money comes in. But, uh, yeah, this is Raiders or nothing for me, and, and I was dead wrong on them. I didn't think they would be this competitive. They still have a very tough schedule moving forward. All right, James, do you have another best bet for us? Uh, I like the Jets on – Monday night, uh, plus 10. There you go. Uh, I think it's a lower-scoring type game. I I just think there's problems with New England's offensive line. Look, Tom Brady looks mortal for the first time in a very long time. And, look, you've seen over his career, not even, you know, regarding his age, when he was younger and there's problems on the offensive line for New England, this is not the same offense. And you get C.J. Mosley back. You already get Quentin Williams back. Jamal Adams is playing great. Greg Williams will have a good defensive game plan. I think the Jets can keep the Patriots to probably 23 points in this game. And if the Jets can get to 14 to 16 points, it will be a cover. What do you think the difference is in going up to Darnold? From Falk or from a a normal NFL quarterback? Uh, There's a big difference with Falk. (laughs) Let's hit both angles. Falk is worth negative 16 or 17 points on the spread, and I'm not exaggerating. Is he he the worst you've ever seen? Is he the worst you've ever seen? I've never seen – Joe, I am betting the NFL 14 years. Every week I've watched the NFL and have had money on it. He is the worst quarterback I've ever seen in the NFL. It's not even close. All right, how's Darnold compared to an average quarterback? Darnold's a good quarterback, man. He could run and throw on the run. 
He's got a good arm, good pocket awareness. You know, it's early in his career, and I don't think it's going to be an, an easy matchup by any way. You know, New England's the best defense, maybe second, I would say, to the Bears in the NFL. But Darnold's got a lot of talent, man. Mobile, throws on the run, heady, competitive guy. It's, he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL over the years. There was a time, James, when people would say, I don't know if I would put Darnold ahead of Trubisky. Time has passed. <laughs> After last Sunday, time has passed. What he did coming off mono and what we've seen or have not seen out of Trubisky this season after 31 starts in the NFL. I want to throw one more game at you, and it's an ugly one. Maybe a lot of people out there don't want to bet this. The Chargers visiting the Titans. Tennessee favored by two, a total of 41 you know, Marcus Mariota, he, he looks done, man. Just He's benched for Ryan Tannehill. And maybe, Rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe there's some sort of a boost there. Now, that Titans offense just went through Denver and Buffalo, two of the better defenses around the league, and they just look like a completely different team than the one that put up 43 points against Cleveland in Week 1. Since then, they've lost 4 of 5. But this Chargers team, you watch that game on Sunday night, they are just des- oh, they have decimated. Holes everywhere. Oh, it's brutal. First, you start with center, the second most important position in football. And Pouncey's on IR, and the Steelers had pressure all night. Melvin Ingram officially listed as doubtful for this game. Both of their starting defensive tackles are out Justin Jones and Brandon Meebane. It's tough to say, give me Tennessee, give me Ryan Tannehill laying two points, but that's where I'm at. Agreed. I think Tannehill is going to inject some life into this offense. Mariota should have been benched at other points in his career. Can't stretch the field. I watched him on the screen last week. There were two third and shorts where he had a running back go out from the flat, and he just didn't throw it accurately. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? You're an NFL quarterback, and you're not making routine throws. He deserved to be benched. Ryan Tannehill came in and immediately injected life into the, the offense last week. The Chargers, defensive injuries, the secondary, a linebacker, they're not good. And, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is going to be tough for the Chargers' offensive line. Tennessee has a good defense. And good defenses don't get recognized when their own offense are playing poorly because the defenses are on the field longer. And it's like, all right, we're not winning this game for you because even though we're holding the opponents to 14 points, you can't put up more than 10, and that's what happened in back-to-back weeks for the Titans. So I think you get the Titans here. It's a bounce-back effort. Look, I don't want to put a lot of money on this. I'll probably put a small wager on Tennessee. I Mm -hmm. wouldn't recommend it as a best bet. But, yeah, this is Tennessee, and stay away from the Chargers for as long as possible. All right, I'm on Tennessee minus two, Indianapolis minus one, Arizona, New York Giants over the total. James likes the Giants minus three. Eagles to win. Take Eagles on the money line on Sunday night. Another primetime game for you. He likes the Jets getting 10. His name, James Alberino, SpreadInvestor.com. Follow him on Twitter, at SpreadInvestor. Thanks, James, and best of luck this weekend. Joe, thanks as always, man. Same. Last night on my show, Alan Berg, senior odds maker over at Caesars, he dropped by, and as you'll be able to tell, he is a massive Bears fan. And he shared his thoughts on this Bears-Saints matchup. I think we're in a good spot to win this game, honestly. Uh, coming off the bye, didn't play well at, in London. You know, New Orleans has got to lay an egg at some point. I mean, their defense has been getting them by every single week. I, I just feel like attacking-wise, the Bears-D is going to be ready at home. Feels like a good spot for them. 
Yeah, back-to-back road games for New Orleans, and you're right. The loss is coming, but when? It felt like that's what a lot of the sharp bettors were doing last week. It sounded like they were all on the Jacksonville side, and they were wrong, huh? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, you know, I think that was one of those games where when you're talking about these defensive-type played games, uh, you know, the Saints didn't have much of a lead for very long in that game, and, you know, one player or two can definitely swing it. And I think that, you know, applies here as well. When you got these low totals and uh, points are at a premium, you know, one mistake, uh, it's definitely going to be a tough game, tough game to bet. I, I wouldn't necessarily go to the window with this one. But I, I think when there was three, you had some decent value on the Bears. I want to talk about your Caesars property just over the border. Have you heard any reports on the success there? I hear from people every single weekend asking me if I've gone to this, any of the three sports books right over the border in Indiana. And I, I know Jeff Davis has been making some cracks on Twitter about how uh, some of the buttons going against the Bears must not be working because – you guys are just getting Bears bets all day and night. That sounds a lot like Jeff to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the biggest thing I think we've seen is just the difference between the Nevada market and the Indiana market is you can tell people are still learning out there. Hmm. And um, the amount of money that comes in on Chicago is, is pretty crazy, man. But, you know, I think as, we, as we've as we seen in the other states that we've been in, uh, there's always going to be a little Homer-ish quality to each state. I mean, in PA, you know, the Eagles money flies in and uh, New Jersey, New York properties, you know, there's just Jets and Giants money everywhere. So I think, you know, when you're in a company like Caesars, we're going to get a real nice balance as we keep going across the United States with being able to have these monies kind of pooled together a little bit here and there. And so no matter how far we get out on something, we're going to be good somewhere else. So. Uh, but yeah, the Indiana handle's been great. Um, from what I hear from you know our executives, everything's been running good. Uh, you know, people are pretty happy with the properties. There's been a lot of you know, like you said, Bears traffic. So uh, being close to the stadium doesn't hurt at one of our properties as well. Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, I'm right down the street from Soldier Field in the studio, and I just pulled it up on my Maps app. It's it's literally 15 miles from me, and I haven't made my way over there. Uh, you mentioned, Alan, that people have a lot to learn. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, it, it's kind of the things that we talk about on our show, um, you know, that you talk about on your show, uh, You Better You Bet. You want to take the best of the number. Parlays are fun. Don't get me wrong. It's great to put up 10 bucks and win, you know, $1,000. But the realistic aspect of this business is you have to always be shopping for the best of the number. Give yourself you know, spots, uh, keep your bankroll, you know, uh, at a point where you can handle wins and losses. Cause it's a big, it's a marathon, you know, everybody wants to win today and, you know, we still see it out here in Nevada, but as far as, you know, the sharper action, I mean, it's definitely uh, a sizable amount more here in this state than there is out there in Indiana. I just did an hour of NBA with a couple of my guys, Rick Camp and Tony Gill, just talking about win totals, title picks, MVP, all that stuff. Anything jump out to you, any action that you've seen on uh, win totals that you've had to react on? Sure. Got to start off right at the bat with the Bulls. Uh, we we've uh, we opened that at 30 and a half. We're up to 34. Uh, so oh. there's been a lot of love for the Bulls. Yeah. You, you guys um, also, get so much Chicago money, don't you? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, they love their teams, man. They come out and uh, they, they put their support with their money. Uh, there's no question. 
Well, just to stand the bulls real quick, we also yeah. had the yes/no playoffs proposition. We we opened that at plus three twenty. It's down to plus two twenty, <laughs> and um, you know there, there's been good sharp action on the bulls too. So it's not just okay. not just the Chicago fan base. So they should be uh, should be in the hunt this year if you made those bets. Incredible information from Allenberg and James Alberino. Six seventy the score dot com for my Bears Saints betting angles if you missed a minute of this episode check out the podcast subscribe over there as well on 670thescore.com i'll be at old tinley pub in tinley park on tuesday from 6 to 10 olin Kreutz will be with me breaking down the bears from 7 to 8 30 good luck this weekend and let's talk next week right here on early odds this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy Celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.